Welcome to Almost, Almost a Nerd. Well, everybody, here we are at podcast number three, and I'd like to thank you for joining me today. As you may have noticed at the very beginning of the podcast, I do, in fact, have a name. My podcast is now called Almost a Nurse. I really like that name, and I think it's uh, quite fitting for me because, in fact, in at last count, eight and a half months, I will be a real nurse. Uh, I graduate in December, and soon after, I'll write the Canadian nurses' examination. So I'm almost there, and I like to think that it's that even on a more metaphorical level, even once I do graduate, I will always have room for improvement and I will always be striving for perfection. So I like the idea that I'm always striving to become a nurse and I will always almost be a nurse. So that was a little bit of the thought behind it. So I'm pretty excited. I have a name to work from and I have a Gmail set up, the requisite Gmail for any podcast. So you can email me any response to this podcast at almostanurse at gmail.com. So there you have it. I have a name, as promised in my last podcast. So I've been thinking a little bit about the format of my podcast, what it's all about, the meaning of podcasts in general, and the meaning of my own podcast. And I kind of came up with a little bit of what I'd like to see in my podcasts. So they're going to be very casual. They're not going to be serious. They're not going to be really heavily formatted. They're not going to be hugely topic-based. They're just going to be casual chat, basically. Um, and I, I do have a little bit of a format. I want to start each podcast with a little bit of chat about who I am, what I've been doing the last few days, or anything in my life that's going on. Basically, host chat. Kind of like you see at the beginning of The View or the beginning of Regis and Kelly. They just kind of talk about their day and what's going on and anything interesting they've seen. Following that, I do want to really go for maybe a topic or two, if I have them. If I don't, whatever. So maybe a nursing topic, maybe something to do with uh, my personal uh, spirituality beliefs, perhaps friends who write music and share their music with me and do an interview, and that was a hint. Um, So yeah, so basically the second part of the show is reserved for any ideas I have that I want to share in a show. So I thought I'd share with everybody that I'm up to a whopping four subscribers. That's four people out there in this entire world that are subscribed to my podcast and listen to it. I don't know if I should be including myself, so perhaps I should only say that there's three podcasts or three subscribers. Still, three people out there who are listening to me. That's pretty exciting. I hope I, uh, I hope I'm interesting enough for you, so you don't unsubscribe. <clears throat> but that's okay. I would understand if you did. You can't, you can't make everybody happy, right? So, I do have the goal of publishing to iTunes after five shows. iTunes has a service where you submit your podcast, and they will publish your feed and. It's pretty neat. You can subscribe to it and search for it under iTunes. I really like that, and that's that's kind of my goal. <clears throat> so I do. I've set forth some things. Uh, after this show, I wanted to have all the equipment I needed, which I do. I went out and bought a new microphone today. 
you might be able to tell there's a lot less background noise, a lot less hissing, and that's because I'm not using the built-in mic on my computer. So the sound is a heck of a lot better. <clears throat> the second thing I want to do, and my goal is that I do this after the next podcast or for the next podcast, I want to have a, a title page or a nice photoshopped image that represents my podcast. Because when you do submit to iTunes, uh, you get a page that presents your podcast, and I'd like to have, I'd like to have something nice, a, a theme picture. Then for my fifth show, I want to download the chapter tool from iTunes, which um, podcasters would know what that is, but probably not people in general. It's it just helps you split up your show, it helps you add notes to your show, and it helps you just publish it better. So that's my fifth show goal and once those five shows are completed i'm going to submit it to podcast and hopefully i can get more than three subscribers maybe i'll get up to 10. i think 10 is my short-term goal 10 subscribers i can't wait that would be a lot it's a lot of people listening to just me okay i'm the first to admit that i do podcasting and blogging sort of for the little bit of the ego trip that comes along with people listening to you and being interested in you. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a Leo. That's my sign. I'm a Leo. I'm supposed to be egotistical. I'm supposed to want everybody to listen to me. And I do. I'll admit it. So that's my goals. I really do. I really do want to do interviews. I don't want to just listen to me talking all the time. Okay, I want to listen to me talking all the time. As I said, I'm a Leo. I want to listen to me talk all the time. But I'm guessing that, in general, people don't want to listen to me all the time. So what I'm looking for is volunteers, people who want to uh, come on my show and talk with me a little bit. And I don't care who you are. Um, hopefully you're a friend of mine or someone I talk with online. And I just want to have a conversation. Could be about anything at all. Could be about religion nursing music whatever you want let me know so all i'm really looking for is someone and i'm going to do it over google talk which works best with my computer so if anybody has google talk uh, if anybody wants to download google talk it's pretty easy it's just a little teeny program let me know and send me a note and i'll have you on my next show because we can just you basically just chat on it as you would on MSN Messenger, but then you turn on the audio and you can talk to each other and I can record the audio and add it to a show. So let me know if you want to be on my show. Anybody's allowed. I don't care. I like everybody. Y'all can be on my show. So that's it for my little bit of an intro. After this brief little interlude, I'm just gonna do a quick update on how my life is going. So I'll be back in just a moment. a couple things I wanted to talk about, things that are going on in my life right now. Nothing really big. First of all, I I want to say that it's a very, very sad day for, for me and for Canadian music and for music in general. Today, my very, very favorite program on CBC Canada, Canadian Broadcast Corporation, my very favorite show called 
the national playlist ended. I have no doubt that this is absolutely one of my favorite radio programs ever in the history of radio programs. Basically, the concept went like this. Every day they had, what was it? I think it was uh, two or three panelists on the show. And these panelists were experts in music, basically. There were hosts of radio shows, TV shows, VJs, musicians, people that just in generally had their finger on the pulse of the music industry. So what they did is they all brought two songs to the show that they wanted to defend. So they came with a contemporary pick and they came with an all-time pick. So the best new song that's out there right now and the best all-time song. And they each brought two and they argued about these songs about which one was better and which one was horrible. And at the end of the week they all voted and they picked four of the several songs that came to them throughout the week to go on the national playlist. So this playlist is 10 songs long. And every week, as I said, they add four new songs. And every week, they take off four songs. Now they decide how to take off these four songs by collecting votes from the public. So I would go to the internet, on the internet, to their website every day and vote for my favorite song in the list. And the four least voted for songs were gone every week to make room for the new songs that they voted on. So kind of a complicated topic, but in the end, what ended up happening was I discovered so much music that I never would have discovered before in my entire life. New bands, new musicians, new styles of music. It was just incredible. And I spent so much time seeking out and buying all this music for all these people. And... Most of them were Canadian. It was a lot of Canadian music. So I think it's a sad day because we have lost we have lost a source for music knowledge. There are people out there that don't know about all the bands that are offered in Canada, some of the underground bands, the alternative bands, and now we have to find another outlet or source for discovering these new bands. So I think it's a very sad day. And I nearly cried when the show ended because I am so dependent on the show now to get me through my day. Every day, I would listen to it on the internet. I would go to the CBC homepage and whatever time zone it was, I could pick pick what time zone, depending on what time during the day it was, and listen to it. And <sighs> I'm just sad. And they said it might come back in the future, but I never... I never want to count on that because I don't want to get my hopes up, but I'm just, I'm pretty depressed about it, and and I think Canada should be depressed about it, and I think we should find a way to bring it back. So, another ending, and this one a little bit bigger in my life, uh, the gay bar here in town closed down last night. Not the bar, but a bar. But for about a, a good decade, it was the bar. Now, this is the bar where I really spent my youth, I guess you could say. Hours and hours and hours of my life were spent there every week. I would get all dolled up, spend a good hour putting on cologne and just the right outfit, having a shower. Ugh. And I would go to the bar and all my friends would be there. 
I knew everyone, they knew me, the bartenders knew my drinks, and it really became a symbolism of my youth and my carefree days. And I was really sad to see that it, it it's closing down. And I feel really bad because they had a closing down party last night. And I, f I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go with my friends and have a beer and say goodbye. And I was really depressed about saying goodbye. And I didn't realize how much of a symbol this place had become for me. I, I just stayed home last night. I didn't go out. I felt tired. I... I guess that's just the way things are. In, in my life, I find things don't go out with a bang. They just, they do their thing, and then they slowly slip away as though they were never there in the first place. And, and that's kind of the way the bar, bar did. I, I really am sad. I don't know. I don't know if you can tell how sad I am, but it really, it really bugged me that this symbol of me, this huge part of my life is just gone. And I have mixed feelings. I don't know what it, should I even have a bar as a major cornerstone of who I feel that I am it's very strange but you know a couple of things really cause the downfall of the bar I'll give you a quick synopsis of what this bar used to be like about five years ago in my heyday at the bar it was every type of person you could ever imagine there was the twinks which are the young, 18-year-old, skinny, hairless, pretty boys with perfect hair. There was the old people. There was the bears or the big, burly, hairy guys. There was leathermen. There was drag queens. There was every absolute type of man under the sun. And it was a blast because no matter who you are, you could go there. There was cohesiveness within our community, and you just everyone went there. Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night was was Boys Town Night. There was no question of where you're going. If you said you're going to the bar, you're going to this bar. And then something happened. Uh, the Eagle opened. And now the Eagle is a very niche market. It's it's the masculine guys, the big leather guys, the bear guys, the big burly hairy ones, I suppose you could call them. And they left Boys Town. So all that was left was kind of the typical stereotypical gay guy the the pretty boy the flamboyant muscle boys that's what was there so you lost they lost a huge amount of the population that used to hang out there and it became a very one-sided boring kind of a place the next thing that happened is a brand new bar brand new gay bar and that's certain doom <laughs> Gay people tend to be fickle, and I think I don't think it's a gay thing. When new straight bars open, they become the it thing, and all the old bars are gone. Nobody cares about them anymore. And that's kind of what happened. You would go out on a Saturday night, and there'd be five people. Five people in what used to be the bar. And then they kind of changed their format a little bit, uh, the, the bar's format and the type of crowd they were looking for, and that was just, yeah... It's like when a TV show is on the way out and they're desperate and so the main character has a baby and it does nothing but make the show worse. It was that kind of thing. So the bar closed down last night and that's a piece of history of my life completely gone. I could spend an entire show, an entire couple of hours even, probably just describing 
the lifestyle at the bar, my my experiences at the bar, the history of the bar, but I'm just going to let it slip away. So my next topic is buying a house. Now this is a really sore spot for me because it seems like everybody in this entire world is able to buy a house except for me. Now I'm going to be honest, this is going to be a sound it's going to sound like a rant. It's going to sound like I'm angry, but what it comes down to is I'm just purely jealous. I'm jealous because everybody on this planet can buy a house except for me. <clears throat> there's people in nursing school and I don't know how, but there's this there's this one person, love her to death. So I'm jealous of her, but I still love her. Her and her boyfriend are still in school, but they're buying an almost $380,000 house. I don't know how. I don't know how that's done. They said they saved up for a little while during school to get the down payment, but I don't even know how they got approved for a mortgage that big. Good question. Um, what it really... Here's my issue. I don't know where people get these down payments from. Okay, okay. So you say you save up for them. Okay. I went out looking at houses the last couple of weekends, and the, the cheapest house I found was $290,000. $290,000. And this is a house that a year and a half ago was probably worth about one hundred twenty dollars to $150,000. Prices in this city are insane. <laughs> insane! And I don't know how I'm ever going to buy a house. So it's really, we've really kind of come to the conclusion that we're going to have to just save up $15,000 for our 5% down payment. And we have, we're starting with nothing. So we're just going to have to admit that we're not going to have a house for three or four years. And that's that. And we're just going to have to budget and find a way to put away a lot of money per month. But oh, I'm so jealous of everyone else in this world who's in these new houses. And I think I'm just at that age where I see and I look and I see everybody my age and even people younger than me right now. And they're getting married, they're having kids, and they're buying houses. And... I just, I did my university late. If I had done my university when I was 18 years old and graduated when I was 20, 21, I would probably have a house right now and I probably wouldn't be given this rant. Okay, so sorry to rant, but I'm just frustrated because I'm sick of not being able to buy my own house and it's pure jealousy and I'm not angry at anyone. I'm just angry at myself for not saving any money throughout my entire life. So, okay, that's my rant. What else did I want to talk I wanted to talk about my favorite video game. Um, I don't know if anybody out there plays World of Warcraft, but I am a huge fanatic of World of Warcraft. But I miss it. I haven't been playing it much lately. I've uh, been really busy with school, and it seems like every moment that I'm not working on school, I'm thinking about my podcast, and I'm thinking about my next show, or how to produce my current show, or how to promote it, or... <laughs> and I'm having a total blast with it, but really, I miss World of Warcraft. It's an online role-playing game where basically you you go online, and it's almost like a video game combined with a chat program. So you're playing the video game, but you're chatting with other people, and you're playing the video game with other people at the same time. It's a role-playing game. So I'm just kind of new to the whole role-playing genre so perhaps other people it doesn't sound so unique and fun and exciting but for me hugest discovery of my life was finding this video game and i became a complete addict over the last 
last several months. Um, I just wanted to say I miss it, and I think maybe I'm going to spend some time over the weekend playing it, maybe a couple here hours here and there. But to be honest, I just I have too many other things I want to do, and we're thinking of going to Canmore for uh, just for fun on Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. So I don't know if I'll have time. I don't even know why I brought up World of Warcraft. I just wanted to tell everybody that this game is amazing and that everyone should go get it and everyone should play with me. And if you go buy it, talk to me first so we can play together because you have to be on the right server. And I don't think that's going to make people go out and buy the game, but still. Um, so I thought I wanted to regularly talk about my favorite TV shows. Why? Because TV is like probably the biggest part of my entire life. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, uh, what did I watch? I watched America's Next Top Model this week. I love America's Next Top Model. Absolute greatest show ever. I love watching these pretty girls turn into animalistic, vicious, horrible people. I shouldn't like that, should I? But I do. I love watching it. It it really brings out the animal in people. And it's all about who's prettier and it's so funny that something so shallow could become so big to these people <clears throat> anyway last week gina got kicked off the show and i thought she was i loved gina i she was a big whiny baby and she had no spine and people picked on her but i loved the way she looked in photos i really did um so yeah that's america's next top model love it to death but this this season i don't see any clear winners to be honest i don't none of them really stand out for me except actually i was saying that up until the last episode and i have to tell you um i can't remember her i think it was nema or something like that it's the black girl with uh, the shaved hair she is so beautiful and she really stood out for me this week as the front runner of the entire competition so there that's my prediction um oh i'm saying i'm saying um again a lot i'm trying not to say um because it's so not professional is it um oh there it is again okay i'm not gonna say it for the rest of the podcast starting now Hey, welcome to the third part of my show. Uh, this is the part of the show where I talk about more of a topic-based item. Uh, this week I'm talking about nursing again, or this show I'm talking about nursing again. I have a few topics I want to mention. First of all is my clinical instructor from Community Health Nursing. I could not believe what she did to us yesterday. Now, to preface this, we work as a team with her as our facilitator. Yesterday we handed in the final phase of our project and every time we hand in a phase of our project we get together as a team with our facilitator and we discuss what we thought went really well with this section of our project, what we thought we could change, what were the strengths of our group and weaknesses and how we work together. So basically our instructor came in and 
she seemed really cranky yesterday we weren't sure what was up but that doesn't matter she treated us really poorly she was in a poor mood she was snappy and she really picked on one person within our group uh we all go around and we share our answer to each question in a round robin format and we'd all just say what we wanted to say but when it would get to this one person and they do have a history together of fighting when she got to this one particular person she would stop her and say actually could you explain that further or i need to hear examples or i don't get what you're talking about even though she was clear in what she was saying and what she was saying was probably better than what everyone else was saying our instructor treated her like garbage and treated her as though she didn't deserve to be in that room it was despicable and she's been treating her and others that way the entire semester so we go on with this little bit of a presentation of our thoughts on our project and at one point she stops us and she says you know what i don't think i've been getting getting enough credit for what i've done in this project remember that time i called the nurse at that one agency and i had her come and meet with us i think the whole project stemmed on that one uh, incident and i think because of that i need more recognition for what i did within this group and we were horrified first of all she's our facilitator she's not doing this project we are she's not there for acknowledgement she's not there for us to tell her how much we think she's great she's there to guide us in how to do things she helped us out by calling a contact she knows and seeing if she would come to our meeting and apparently because of this she thinks the whole project was her doing on top of that we are a team when we talk about our accomplishments as a team we speak as we we did this we did this aren't we great we're so wonderful because we did this together there is no i there's no i um i need recognition because i did this so you should all bow down to me because we all had our things that we did that were absolutely amazing so we were horrified that she sat there and told us that we weren't giving her enough recognition she is part of our team and as such she helped us but she is just part of we we as a team did this together we got that nurse to come to our meeting okay rant over done so <laughs> i also i'm making a list i make a list or i did make a list over the last couple of days every time i thought of something i wanted to talk about i jotted it down so that's where i've been getting all my topics for today next on my list is it says i am so clumsy at work I can't remember. I got this from a blog. Somebody's blog was talking about oh, I can't remember. Something about IVs or something like that. And it it made me laugh because I'm pretty sure I am the clutziest nurse on the planet. I have to be so incredibly careful because I know how clutzy I am. My favorite is taking the patient somewhere and forgetting to unplug the IV or not putting up the side rails high enough so that they don't click into place so that they fall down and scare me and the patient uh, i like to oh what did the other day i spilled a tray of 21 glasses of water all over the floor so that took a nice long period of time for me to clear up that same night i spilled a bedpan all over a patient's bed so i had to clean the patient i had to clean the bed i had to clean the sheets and change the sheets and put on a new attend that was fun 
all part of my klutziness. And I think part of the problem is that I work too fast. I race and I try and get things done as fast as possible. And I find I have to force myself to slow down. And as soon as I start working at half the speed, I make less mistakes. I am less clumsy. And in turn, I get things done twice as much, twice as fast. So I just wanted to find out if anybody else did any klutzy things at work. Because I, I feel really alone out there, sort of. I, I don't I never see nurses do klutzy things like trip or drop things. And I'm hoping maybe somebody out there does. Anybody? I don't want to be alone on this. So almostanurse at gmail.com. Send me your stories. I'll read them on the air. That would be fun. Send me letters. I want to I wanna hear things. I want to hear comments on the show that I can read. I want hate mail. Come on, hate me. I want to even read a hate letter. I want something to spice up the show a little bit, to make it more interactive. Kind of hard with three subscribers, so isn't it? Okay, so maybe I should keep my expectations a little bit lower until I have, what was my goal? Ten subscribers. Then I can start with the lofty goals. Okay, next on my list. There is some talk going around nursing blogs about uniforms, nursing uniforms. I have some pretty strong opinions on nursing uniforms, but I am going to uh, curb the strength of those opinions just slightly. I'm going to say it this way. Put aside nursing and think about every other job on the planet. Think particularly about business people going to a job in business when they wake up in the morning they look in that closet and they try and find the best outfit they try and find the outfit that will give the best impression of them so that when people look at them they will understand that they were powerful understand that they are assertive understand that they are someone to be respected so all the people in the world, when they wake up and go to work, they are dressing for success. They purposely dress a certain way, certain brands, certain looks. And when people look at them, they know their place. Now, do I, I don't know if I think this is right. I don't think if this is the way we should be judging people. But let's face it, people are judged on how they look. So you may be able to see where I'm going with this. Let's bring it back to nursing. When was the last time nurses dressed so that when people looked at them, they took them seriously, they looked at them as professionals, they saw them as assertive, they saw them as respectable? When was the last time you picked out a pair of scrubs in your closet and kept those principles in mind when you decided how to dress for work? One quote I read in an article was it was talking about nurses and the fact that they're always complaining that they're not seen as professionals and the quote was how do you expect to be taken seriously as a professional if you have cartoon characters and I I take that quote very seriously and I, I understand that people disagree with me completely and well that's fine I'm an easygoing guy, and I don't care if you disagree with me, and I don't care if you wear Mickey Mouse in your scrubs to work. I'm more of a me person. I take that quote to heart, and I believe that quote, and I believe that the way we look 
really feeds into the way people see us. So keeping that in mind, I ensure that I look professional. My scrubs, I have two pairs of scrubs right now. I need to buy more, but they're plain black and plain gray. Simple as that. They're always neatly pressed, they're always clean, and my shoes are always clean as well, period. Well, it looks like I'm gonna have to stop the show there. I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about quite a bit, and I even had more of my discussion on nursing uniforms left to go. But I've discovered today that iTunes, or sorry, GarageBand, has a limit of 999 bars. So as a result, I got cut off. So um, I'm going to, next time, either figure out a way to not have it limited to 999 bars, or I'll just have to limit myself to about 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes is fair enough anyway. If you want to contact me, almostanurse at gmail.com. Hope to hear back from you, good or bad. Hope to have some more subscribers by the next time. And if you want to do an interview with me, please give me a call or email me ASAP.